Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. A big, fat Christmas thank you. Bear hug type thank you to everyone who listened to my interview with uh, Congressman Devin Nunes, the Bongino.com person of the year this weekend. It is still up on our YouTube channel, (laughs) youtube.com, obviously, slash Bongino. Uh, Thank you to Joe for producing it, folks, and Paula for working on it, and producer Drew as well for doing a great job. The interview went crazy. Um, 300 plus thousand views, listens across our platforms. We really blew up the Spygate scandal. I got more on that on today's show. Today, some hidden nuggets in the IG report. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, Merry Christmas, my friend. Our our last show before the Christmas holiday. How are you today? Hey, ho, ho, ho. Let's go, go, go. And thanks to everybody. Very, for very good. We will have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, did I, where did I find this guy? So know. we will have a best of show tomorrow. <laughs> our best segments of the year. Don't miss that. Producer Drew is fixing that up right now. Joe's going to load it. Uh, Christmas Day. We will be off. Merry Christmas to all of you. And yeah. one big note. I will be flying up to New York uh, right after the show oh. to do Hannity tonight. Nine uh. o'clock Fox uh, Fox News Channel. Please DVR to watch it live. We always appreciate your support. We've been doing great in the ratings every time we guest host. So Hannity tonight, Monday. Check that out. We'd really All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by buddies at Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep is a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. You a side sleeper, hot sleeper. You like a plush or a firm bed with Helix. There's no more confusion, no more compromising. We have two Helix Sleep mattresses in this house. One for my youngest daughter, one for me and Paula, and we absolutely love it. Matter of fact, my other daughter wants one too. Helix Sleep is rated the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. Why? Because it is number one. It's the most comfortable mattress out there. Hands down, it's made for you. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. Just two minutes to get the best sleep of your life and get a mattress customized to you, not for someone else. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. That's how confident it's the best mattress in the world. You are going to love it. They'll pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off all mattress orders today. All right, Joe, let's go. Ding, ding. Before we get to the hidden gems in the IG report, hat tip to Catherine Harridge now over at CBS who did some great work finding and teasing out some of these things. I'm going to tie together for you. I wanted to get to this story because folks, Joe, how many times have we told you, and I'm not talking to my audience and the conservatives and Republicans and and, then the, you know, fair-minded Democrats out there. I'm talking to the liberal nuts that listen to my show and send me emails. How many times, Joe, have we told you about the Bongino rule? At least 20 in this past year? At least 20, 30, 40. What is the Bongino rule for you new listeners? The Bongino rule, whenever you hear a story that the media tries to paint negatively on Trump, Republicans, or conservatives. And it has a viral component to it, i.e. Juicy Small A, the Covington kids. Right, juicy right. Small A from the James Chappelle. <laughs> just, juicy Small A, he calls him Juicy Small A. Whenever you see a story, Juicy, justice for Juicy, whatever's going on out there. <laughs> Judge Juicy, yeah, there we go, you know, whatever. <laughs> Take a 24-hour minimum break. Remember the Covington kids? Because the story's probably false. I have warned you repeatedly. I recommend actually in the Bongino rule waiting 72 hours before reporting on it. Did you notice last week, while this thing was going viral on the internet, you say, what thing? I'll get that. I say, this story, we did not report on it. Why? Because we were obeying the Bongino rule. Whenever it's meant to reflect poorly on Trump, conservatives, Republicans, paint us all as racist, whatever, juicy, justice for juicy, Covington, all that other stuff. I'm telling you, there's a 99% chance the story's not true. We did not report on this story which now you see an update at foxnews.com because I suspected the story was another hoax and we were right again. (laughs) So there was a South Carolina Democratic state rep, a lawmaker, who's now facing backlash after the Army-Navy personnel cleared of white power hand signal allegations. What was the story? Why didn't we report on it? What happened? Who was the lawmaker? Well, I'll get to that, the nugget from the piece in a minute. But all right. There was the Army-Navy game. It was on TV. You had the Army-Navy personnel, um, the, the students at uh, both West Point yeah. and the Naval Academy in the stands. And some of them, while the video was broadcast on national television, they were 
making this signal. Well, this signal, but upside down. My arms don't work very well. My elbows don't. But you get the point. They were making yeah. that signal on TV. Well, of course, Joe, the dopey media and the liberals, including this state rep, Mandy Powers Norell from South Carolina, uh-huh. immediately jumped to, well, this signal, the OK sign or the whatever upside down OK yeah. sign that the, the cadets were doing is clearly a white power signal, which, by the way, is a hoax. It was an online hoax meant to troll liberals. OK sometimes just means OK. okay. People have done this forever, including Obama, AOC, okay, the lady on TV at the Kavanaugh hearing. A bunch of hoaxers online making a joke about how stupid the media, I'm not making this up. Did you hear this? This is the funniest story ever. Put online that this means white power, like for W and P for power. It was meant as a hoax because they knew liberal (laughs) idiots would pick it up, which they probably did. They believe the okay sign means white power. It means okay or zero. This is another justice for juicy scandal. Okay. So these cadets were playing the circle game on television. Does you know what the circle game is supposed to? I've never done this before, but if they I'm get you to, to look guess. at the yes. circle, you get to like punch them or something. They were doing this circle game. So this lawmaker, Mandy Powers Norell, tweets a, this is the white power symbol. There's an infestation of white power supremacy in the, in the naval and army. Uh, oh my gosh, folks! I was not reporting on this because I'm telling you, we knew from the start it was another hoax. Okay, the Bongino rule. Please, I'm begging you. It doesn't apply to every. Sometimes people email me about every story. Why didn't you apply the Bongino rule? Because it only applies to stories that are meant in this era, to make it look like Donald Trump is ushering in an era of racism and white supremacy. Justice for Juicy, Covington stories. Those stories are meant to, oh, Donald Trump, look what he did. These kids are attacking this Native American elder. Not true. Justice for Juicy. Juicy was attacked in Chicago by a bunch of white power guys who were really uh, his uh, business associates. He set the whole thing up, according to the Chicago PD. Folks, wait. Just wait. The stories will be debunked. Here's from the Fox News report, the South, mm. South Carolina, who now deleted her tweet, by the way. State Rep Mandy Powers Norell wrote, three separate candidates making the white power symbol on television. Wonder what the culture is like. You get it? You see what, you see what she's doing, Joe? Yeah, yeah, Wonder what yeah. the culture is like for the cadet in the front. There's no excuse, and he and other minorities there shouldn't have to deal with such cruel and disrespectful environment. But since her tweet appeared, U.S. Military Academy cadets and Naval Academy midshipmen have been cleared of wrongdoing in separate military investigations. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, please, I'm begging you, just wait. Again, it doesn't apply to every story. You know, reporting yeah. on the IG report is not a Bongino report. It's the IG report. It's out. Some stories are fact-based. We know the facts. Everybody agrees on the facts. Whenever there is an interpretation of the facts, justice for Juicy, the Covington kids, the circle game, And it's interpreted by the media in a viral explosion to mean there's this big culture of racism, an epidemic of racism in the Trump era. I'm telling you, wait, the story will, there's a 99% chance, be debunked and discredited. All right, I wanted to get to that. I feel I owe you an explanation why I didn't report on it. All right, here's some, uh, this is just, Hat tip Catherine Herridge again over at CBS now. Her Twitter feed has been a goldmine of good information. We went through the IG report, and candidly, folks, there's so much in there. Uh, me, 279, a lot of my other sources, uh, which, uh, you know, Devin Nunes was kind enough to give a hat tip to as well. We've had great sources. There's really so much in there. It's been hard to distill down to specific nuggets that are explosive because literally, folks, on every page, there's an interesting piece of information or a firework. So Harrod's been doing a really, really good job, Catherine Harris. Before I get that, though, I just want to play this quick video. Right. This is Kevin McCarthy on Maria Bartiromo's show this weekend with just a fantastic analogy. Now that we have the IG report out, and we've confirmed that they were, in fact, the Trump campaign was, in fact, spied on. This was a awesome analogy of how Spygate is Watergate, like on Wheaties and Decadurabolin, steroids. This is an explosive scandal that he sums up in like a minute or less. It's really worth you hearing. Check this out. Well, if you pause for one moment and you read this IG report by Horowitz, 
Here's the FBI. They broke into President Trump at the time, candidate Trump's campaign, spied on him, and then they covered it up. It is a modern-day Watergate. And you've got Democrats who aren't willing to even look into that. That is the area that we should be looking at. It's a modern-day coup, the closest this country's ever came to. But the only way you can compare this to is Watergate. They broke into his campaign by bringing people into it. They have been trying to cover it up for the whole time. Now the question rises, just like Watergate, who knew, when did they know it, and how high did this go up? That's mm-hmm. a great analogy, yeah, and I'm, I'm upset yeah. at myself, right, isn't it? I'm yeah. upset at myself for not thinking of it sooner. Yes, so just to be clear, the, 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 the media gold standard, uh-huh. you know, Woodward and Bernstein <laughs> of scandals, the gold standard of scandals, uh-huh. which Joe lived through. I was a youngling at the time uh, with Watergate. Remember, Joe, Water- sure. I mean, Watergate, you talk to anybody from that era, oh, my gosh, a couple of operatives that may have been connected to Nixon broke into this hotel into right. this DNC but and tried to get information oh my gosh this is, well McCarthy just says how is this not bigger a law enforcement entity actually working for the government the FBI sent spies into a campaign to crack into their emails to crack into conversations to report on them to use it to get FISA warrants to continue the spying even while Trump was the president of the United States Again, please explain to me how Watergate is now the gold standard. Because Spygate is, Watergate is nothing on this. Watergate is like romper room compared to what Spygate did. And I'm, I'm glad that more establishment figures like McCarthy holding a leadership position on the Republican side of the House of Representatives are finally out there saying yep. what needs to be said. Good for him. Yes, that was sir. a great analogy. Well done. All right, I just want to start off with that. We don't have a lot of video today. So today is going to be more in-depth analysis because this stuff is just great. So again, uh, Catherine Herod, she's, I believe, at CBS Herridge. Check her out. She comes right up uh, on Twitter. Catherine Herridge has been doing some great work. She found a few really, really fascinating nuggets that in light of what we already know from my reporting and my sources on the show are even more interesting now that the IG report is out. Now, These screenshots I'm about to show you and for our podcast listeners, I'm going to read to you from the IG report. To be clear, from her Twitter feed out of respect for her, and it's her highlights in Mm -hmm. there. Some stuff she found really interesting that when I read through it, I thought, gosh, yes, she's absolutely right in light of what we already know. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get to screenshot number one from the IG report with Catherine Herridge's highlights. This is about Jim Comey and, and, and how Comey, Joe, cannot get out of his own way. This guy has lied to you from day one. We now know he lied. It's documented that he lied. And he still continues to portray himself, as Judge Janine calls him, as Cardinal Comey, and as Sean Hannity calls him, the super patriot. The guy, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know any other way to tell you this, is just simply a discredited liar. Here we go. Let's look at the IG report from Catherine Harridge's information here. She highlights this part. It's from the IG report, quote, Jim Comey told the Office of Inspector General that he informed President-elect Trump that the FBI did not know whether the allegations were true or false, talking about the dossier, and that the FBI, listen, was not investigating them. This is in regards to the January 7, 2017 uh, meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not true. Comey is lying. He is unquestionably telling you a known documented falsehood. He told President Trump to be crystal clear that he was not investigating the dossier or the allegations in the dossier as of just January 7, 2017. Let's look at motive. Motive matters, ladies and gentlemen. Motive isn't always dispositive or the lack thereof in a criminal case, just to be clear. If I know Joe robbed the bank and I find this motive, great. If I don't, I got video of Joe robbing a bank. It doesn't matter whether I know the motive or not. Right, right. Joe can say, hey, space aliens told me to do it. He still robbed the bank. But motive helps. Motive helps in getting co-conspirators locked up. If Joe says his buddy told him to do it, well, now we want to investigate the buddy too. Comey's motive for lying here is irrelevant at this point. We know he did it. We may never get to the bottom. Was it that he hated Trump, which seems likely? Was it that he was totally incompetent? Who knows? But Comey is clearly suggesting here that on January 7th of 2017, when he briefed President Trump about the dossier, that he told Trump he was not investigating the charges. That is false. I'm going to get to another screenshot from Catherine Herridge in a minute that proves it's false. But I want to show you it's false both before and after that. They were investigating the dossier before, which Comey's already admitted. I think Jim Comey, I'm not kidding, folks, actually he's forgotten what he's told people 
That's why he lies. They were investigating the dossier before in an almost unprecedented fashion, desperate to prove it was true. And before I get to that part, the January part, what have I told you on this show repeatedly over and over and over again about Comey? Folks, the FBI is interviewing one of Steele's primary sources in January of 2017, right as this briefing and all this stuff is going on with President Trump. Comey's telling Trump they're not investigating it. Then why were you interviewing Christopher Steele's primary subsource? Joe, would that fall under the not investigating Steele category, interviewing Steele no. sources? Just asking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there around no. Christmas time. You were not investigator, correct? But you, yeah. you're a smarter man than Comey. I know that. Uh, I'm, not well, even, yeah. I'm not messing with it. He really is. You would consider that investigating, correct? Yes, I would, Dan. So thank you, Joe. So he's lying. (laughs) They were investigating Steele's primary subsources that he said he was using for his dossier. And the subsource is telling them this is all crap. (laughs) In January, as this is going on, these briefings. Now you may say, well, Dan, maybe he meant when he told Trump this, that they weren't investigating it going forward. or, Or maybe he meant, They just hadn't investigated it in the past and they were going to investigate it going forward. No, that's not what he meant. Uh. He was lying again. They investigated Steele's dossier going forward and found nothing. And in the past, they investigated it too. Here's another nugget from Catherine Herridge. She finds in the IG report, which is brilliant. So remember, Comey tells Trump, we're not investigating Steele or his dossier. It's all garbage. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, quote, IG report in mid-November and December of 2016, before the January briefing with Trump, where he tells him, Comey tells him, we didn't investigate this stuff. In November and December 2016, FBI officials traveled abroad and met with persons who previously had professional contacts with Steele or knowledge of his work. According to Peter Stroke, one of the purposes of the trip was to obtain information regarding Steele Oh, from persons with direct knowledge of Steele's work-related performance in prior positions. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy is a level one BS artist. No, no, no. Let's keep our, our categories consistent, especially with TDS, level six. The TDS level six, you know, is the highest level of Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> I don't know where we got that. It just became a six out of nowhere. Sounds good. This is level six level yeah. insanity here. The highest level of insanity. He's, is he forgetting I'm not kidding. Like, is Comey forgetting what he told people? His investigators, or he did, went traveled abroad nearly in an unprecedented manner to try to verify Steele's information, came up empty-handed, then interviewed Steele's source in January, and yet he's telling President Trump why. Now, again, the motive in, as, in a legal proceeding doesn't matter. It's explanatory only. What matters in a legal proceeding, did you do it or not? Can we prove it? Right, right. But it is explanatory for putting together a larger picture of what's going on here. Why motive then? Getting back to motive. Why is Comey briefing President Trump that don't worry, the dossier is salacious and unverified in January of 2017 and telling him we're not investigating any of it? Think this one through. Joe, put your as Miss uh, Miss Gilfeather, my fifth grade teacher, God rest her soul, used to say, I'm giving her two shout outs. Put your thinking caps on, folks. Okay, Miss Gilfeather. Kids, kids. <laughs> that's what I. That's exactly how I sounded, by the way. Before, you know, before the whole Adam's apple thing and okay. the testosterone hits in. <laughs> okay, so if you're putting your thinking cap on, why would Comey do that? Why is he trying to take the temperature down? On Donald Trump, who suspects now that he is the president, uh, now that he's the president-elect and is getting briefings, he's not a, he's a smart guy. He's not stupid. President Trump suspects he's under investigation for something he didn't do. Well, folks, it's obvious. Comey is now desperate in mid-November, December, and January to prove at least some component of the dossier is true. They're coming up empty-handed everywhere, and they're starting to realize this thing is a hoax. So in a race against time, Before Donald Trump takes the office of the presidency, Joe, and calls him out, Comey, on investigating a hoax, remember, Donald Trump swearing in is only days away by by the time January 7, 2017 comes around. Yeah, They're in a race against time 
to prove some of the dossiers true to justify their illegitimate spying actions before Donald Trump takes the reins, swear in, swears in and becomes the commander in chief himself. Mm. So Comey wants to calm him down and take likely, I mean, again, I'm, a motive I'm speculating on, to be fair, but I'm speculating based on a fair amount of evidence that I believe Comey is trying to take the temperature down here. So Trump isn't hot about what's happening and doesn't say to his staff, hey, I want answers and I want them now. He wants Trump to go back to his staff and say, oh, don't worry. The Bureau said it was all a hoax. They uh, didn't do any investigation into it. Why? Because, it, well, why, President Trump? Well, Comey told me they didn't take it seriously. They didn't investigate the dossier or anything like that. Comey's lying. He lied to Trump, showing you a history of deception with this guy. He's a snake. He's always been a snake. It's now obvious this IG report paints a clear picture of a troubled man leading the most powerful federal law enforcement agency anywhere in the history of humankind with unprecedented surveillance powers. Folks, mm. there's no this of all the segments we've done. This is the easiest to understand. He's lying to Trump to get Trump to stop sniffing out the trail. Right. Don't worry, President Trump. There's no or President elect Trump. There's no trail. We're not investigating this. He's lying. The IG report is crystal clear. He is making this up. Oh, ho, ho, Daniel. Right. I'm sorry, but I've Jimbo's to, going to get a bag of poop for Christmas. Uh, I, that's oh, terrible. I thought you were going to say coal, but yeah, the poop part is definitely a little worse. Oh, yeah, that would be a troubling Daniel. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Opening up that bag? Yeah, it'd be a little rough around the holidays. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I got more. I got more. I'd rather get the coal. I've got a <laughs> lot more. This I is going to get me. Catherine Herridge has found another uh, sweet nugget in the IG report that I'm going to relate back to some other stuff we talked about. It's going to show you again how this was a black op intel operation, clearly from the start. But the intel operation, ladies and gentlemen, I believe was a two-way street, which is very bad. Uh. I'll get to that in a second. All Some right. of you already know what I'm, uh, I'm hat tip 279, my mm. buddy on this one for helping me out this morning. All right, before we get to that, today's show also brought to you by buddies at Lending Club. Lending Club, you got to go to the club, ladies and gentlemen. Lending Club for decades. Why do you need to go to Lending Club? Credit cards have been telling us buy now, pay later with interest. No way. Despite your best intentions, that interest gets out of control fast. That's a terrible idea. Well, what can you do? With Lending Club, you can consolidate your debt or pay off credit cards with one fixed monthly payment. Get control of your financial situation. Since 2007, Lending Club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed rate personal loans. No trips to a bank, no high interest credit cards. Kiss them goodbye. Just go to LendingClub.com. Tell them about yourself, how much you want to borrow. Pick the terms that are right for you. And if you're approved, your loan, your loan is automatically deposited into your bank account in as little as a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer -peer lending platform with over $35 billion in loans issued. Lending Club. Go to LendingClub.com slash Dan. Check your rate in just minutes and borrow up to $40,000. That's LendingClub.com slash Dan. LendingClub.com slash Dan. Get rid of those high interest credit card payments. LendingClub.com slash Dan. All loans made by WebBank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. LendingClub.com slash Dan. Okay. There's another takeaway in here from Catherine Herridge. And I want to, this, folks, this, this is going to be this part of the, that other segment was easy to understand. Comey's a liar. Yeah. He's trying to talk Trump off the ledge because he doesn't want Trump investigating Comey. So Comey lied to Trump. Right. Oh, we're not investigating the dossier. Sure you were. You already said, your agents already said you were. We know you interviewed a source. This is a little more complicated, but the gist of this says to not bury the lead here, put the headline up front, is ladies and gentlemen, this was clearly an intel op, a setup on Donald Trump. Okay, you're like, what's the breaking news there? You've been talking about that for two and a half years. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this intel op appears to have been an information exchange. Ladies and gentlemen, that is very, very dangerous. Why? Because folks, and Joe, I need you to put the audience on Buzzman hat on here, buddy, okay? Okay. If you're getting information from an intel source, an intel source that says, Joe is working with a foreign government, here's the information I have. And then you go and check that information Joe gives to you. Joe's an intel source, a spy. Mm -hmm. 
and 99% of Joe's information is wrong. And then you feed it back to the Intel source and kind of a live exchange. Mm. And then he modifies his information to give you back new information with the corrections you made. Oh, not the Intel source, the spy. And then you say, look, the spy's right, Joe. He checked his information. Yeah. And he found out new information. Look, he's very, you see how that might be a little bit of an issue? <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. These are, do you really? I'm serious because yeah, this is I super do. important. He, yes. If, it's, yeah, send it you, back you, to bad information and correct it. Yeah, sure. Corrected by yeah. you. And right. you're saying, look, he corrected his information. He's so smart. Right. No, no. You corrected it. Yes. The FBI. Folks, this is not supposed to be a two-way street when it comes to this stuff. If they're feeding you information, they're swearing is legitimate, then why do they need you to tell you it's legitimate? Again, hat tip Catherine Harridge. Here is the third takeaway huh. from the IG report. Again, this is her highlights uh -huh. on here, but this is just a gem that feeds into a theory we've had for a long time. Footnote 323. This is up there with footnote 461 as a gem in this. This is her handwriting as well. Footnote 323, quote, Peter Stroke said that he believed that the FBI also may have furnished the steel election reports to the intelligence service of a friendly foreign government, but he did not have a specific recollection of it. Wait, 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 wait. So now Stroke believes the FBI agent investigating Trump that they're taking Steele's information, which again, I believe he's getting some of this from intelligence services from foreign countries, which is a problem in and of itself. And I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. And maybe from us too. Steele's feeding the FBI information that's bogus. The Bureau is then feeding this in a, in a, in a, in a circle of idiots back to other foreign intel services that are what? What are they doing? Using it to verify their own information? Yeah. Folks, are you seeing how... Where you start the circle of, 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 of imbecile information, where you... Is irrelevant. So let's start with Steele. Steele is putting together this dossier. Feeds it to FBI agents. FBI agents then feed it back to intel agents and friendly foreign governments, FFGs, that Devin Nunes in our interview this week and said it was very suspicious in and of itself, that designation. Why are we calling them friendly foreign governments? He's never heard that before. Who are then what? Feeding it back to Steele to check his information? You get it? Yeah. Foreign intel, Christopher Steele, FBI, FBI, foreign intel, Christopher Steele, FBI. Folks, no, this is not how this is supposed to work. Circle of lies. Yeah. Circle of lies. Now, you, yeah. uh, what I'm not saying is that the FBI and foreign intel aren't allowed to, and I'm not knocking all of them. There's obviously patriots wow. in all these countries that do great work. I'm not, when I say idiots, I'm talking about the idiots in this case. Yeah. I've always said this is a spy story for idiots, and it's true. The way it would, you may say, okay, now we pretty much understand that's the way it's not supposed to work. You're not supposed to fact check your spy and then get new information after you fact check it. That's your fact check that you pretend came from him. The way it should work is this. Steele gets information from what he claims are foreign sources. The FBI vets the information. The FBI finds out the information's false. It doesn't then pass the information on the foreign intel. What does it do, Joe? It goes back to Steele mm -hmm. and says, listen, I'm sorry, but we can't use you. Your information is wrong. This is not accurate. We're going to have to pass this on to a FISA judge that your information is unreliable. Then maybe Steele comes back later if he's an authentic source and says, you don't tell him what he did. Wrong. Then he fact that he just comes back sure. with the same garbage. Maybe he comes back later with new information and you say, okay, this is a little better. That's not the way any of this works, folks. I'm trying to think of like an analogy. When I was in the Secret Service, if you have a source that comes in and says there's a guy selling counterfeit money, you know, whatever, in Setauket, when I was in the Long Island office, and the guy comes and you go and hit the house and the guy's like, what are you talking about? Like you knock on the door. I've never met this guy in my life. You do a bunch of fact checks. You find out the story's totally made up. It's just a disgruntled neighbor. 
You don't go back and then feed the information to the source and say, hey, here's what I learned about your neighbor. He's really a nice guy. He's got a couple accounts in the bank over at M&T Bank. And then the source comes back again who lied about the neighbor goes, hey, I found out he's got accounts at M&T Bank. They may be counterfeit. Yeah. That's not how any of this works. Hey, you know what? To me, it's like a backdoor way of making corrections. In other words, oh, Chris sends something up. Uh, Jimbo robbed a bank. Bingo. Great pants on. The jury well, is in. Jimbo, Chris, we Brilliant. got it that uh, he wore red pants. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Red pants. Let me submit that to you. And there that, you go. This guy's great, this source. He knows he has red pants yeah, now. Yeah. Bre- exactly. There you go. It's not supposed to be a lifetime fact checker for your right, source. Right, 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 right. Oh, man. Now. Why am I bringing this up now? Well, that footnote is astounding. Stroke is sharing unverified gossip, bar talk, according to Steele's own sources, with a friendly foreign government who's just probably assuming, Joe, that it has the imprimatur of the U.S. government now that they're sharing. In other words, the yeah. government thinks it's legit. Sure, he does. So yeah. the friendly foreign government's like, wow, man, we are onto something. Let's double down on Steele's information. Why does this matter? Well, I want to show you first an FBI document. And this is where it gets a little complicated. But again, it's a spy story for idiots. Not for you, idiot. For idiots, the idiots who did it. You'll figure it out. This FBI document first documents a relationship between a State Department uh, official, Kathleen Kavalek and Bruce Orr. Put that up for a second. This is from an FBI doc. Bruce Orr advised Kathleen Kavalek. She was Deputy Assistant Secretary at Bureau of European and Eurasian Affairs at the State Department. That would be, he'd be meeting with uh, redacted representatives in order to discuss potential Russian influence in their upcoming presidential election. Orr reminded the interviewing agents Kavalek did speak with Steele several times prior to the 2016 presidential election and believes Steele's reporting to have been generated from mainly, and that's redacted, I believe it says mainly Russian sources. Mm. What does all that mean? It's a lot of fancy talk in an FBI document for saying the number four official in the Justice Department, Bruce Orr, whose wife is working, working for Fusion GPS, who's working for Hillary Clinton, is for some bizarre reason working with a State Department official with no law enforcement powers at all, Kathleen Kavalek. That State Department official's job is what, Joe? To do diplomacy with foreign governments, notably in the region governing Russia and other areas. Hmm. Strange. Why is a Justice Department official talking to a diplomat who may be doing liaison work with foreign governments? By the way, a justice official whose wife is working for the company hired by Hillary Clinton and a State Department official, Kavalek, who has connections to people who work with the Clintons. Because, ladies and gentlemen, again, it is a circle of imbeciles self-correcting and exchanging information they haven't verified. Like, well, what do you mean? Justice Department, wife's working for Fusion GPS, meeting with this Kathleen Kavalek. Who else met, who else met with Kathleen Kavalek? Oh, Christopher Steele! whose strokes indicating whose information may have been shared with friendly foreign governments, notably who Kavalek was probably talking to. Let's go to this. Here are the handwritten notes of Kathleen Kavalek, who met with Christopher Steele, remember the date, on October 11, 2016, right before they get the warrant to spy. Look at this handwritten note. You'll notice down, this is the handwritten notes Kathleen Kavalek takes while she's interviewing Christopher. Why is a State Department official interviewing an FBI spy that's working for, that used to work for a foreign government? Why? Because it's an information laundering operation. That's why. There's a note at the end, clear as day. You can see it right here. Cohen, Prague. Meaning Steele told Kathleen Kavalek, remember the date, on October 11th of 2016, something about Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, going to Prague to do what? To take payments for the alleged collusion scandal between the Trump campaign and the Russians. Right. Remember what the dossier indicates. I'm going to show you pieces of the dossier in a minute. That again, feed into the lead here that this should not have been a two-way street. Were we feeding information back to steel and back to foreign governments that, like Joe just said, are automatically self-correcting to make the information seem more legit because the sources could never get anything right. Well, what does Cohen Prague have to do with it? Mm. So the allegation in the dossier is that Michael Cohen goes to Prague 
to, to, uh, to coordinate this whole Russian collusion scheme, Trump's lawyer. I want you to look at this October 19th dated dossier. This is one of Steele's dossiers he's giving to the FBI that they used to spy on Trump. And I want you to read this very specific part, hat tip 279. The Kremlin insider, this is the one that, that supposedly given Steele information, was unsure of the identities of the PA officials with whom Michael Cohen met secretly in August or the exact dates and locations of the meetings. It's important. October 19, 2016. Christopher Steele's own dossier says that he's unsure of where the meeting took place, where the collusion thing was going to be hatched and paid for. But Joe, I just showed you Kathleen Cavalette's notes from October 11th, Mm. eight days earlier, where clearly when she's interviewing Steele, Steele says, Cohen, Prague. It's in her notes from Steele. Ladies and gentlemen, what else are we to surmise from that? They're Kathleen Cavalek's handwritten notes, literally, of what Steele's telling her in the interview. So on October 11th, Steele, all of a sudden, knows about Cohen Prague, but on a memo, a dossier memo dated October 19th, he's unsure of the location? Why are you unsure? Is somebody checking this for you? Oh, oh, no. I mean, someone is someone in the U.S. government working with a foreign spy, working with Hillary Clinton, Christopher Steele, and fact-checking his information? Let me walk you through a possible, granted, scenario here. So Steele tells Kavalek on October 11th that this whole thing's being coordinated by Trump's lawyer in Prague. October 19th, he's unsure again of where it's happening, according to his sources. But then on October 20th, this happens. Here is another dossier memo the next day or dated the next day. Kremlin (laughs) Insider reports Trump lawyer Cohen's secret meeting with Kremlin officials in August 2016, was held in Prague. Now he knows again, Joe. Crazy. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) Here's a Prague. There's a Prague. No Prague. Prague. (laughs) Prague's out. Prague's in. Prague is back. No Prague, baby. (laughs) We need like a Broadway musical about the Cohen Prague thing. (laughs) Here's a pepper. There's a pepper. There's a Prague everywhere. Prague's here. Prague's out. Prague's gone. Prague's in. It's back. Again, I've been to Prague. It's beautiful, by the way. Best security service I ever worked with, too. I went there as a secret service agent. Loved it. Those guys had their act together. Let me just speculate for a moment, if I may, about what may be going on here now that we know that the FBI likely was transmitting Steele's information back to friendly foreign governments, who I believe are giving information to Steele, who's giving it back to the FBI in a circle of stupid. So Steele comes in, he's talking to Kavalek, says, hey, man, this Cohen thing went down in Prague, coordinated this whole thing with Trump and the Russians, collusion. Oh, man. Kavalek, who we know through her notes, is doing some checks because in her notes, she indicates she's checking foreign travel records. Mm. What if Kavalek, Joe, checks texts or some other system, what federal system about Cohen's travel records, and they come up with no Michael Cohen in Prague? Does that get back to Steele? Who then in October 19th revises his memo? Hey, listen, we don't know where the meeting happened. But then there's somebody else, like a friendly foreign government, who's probably getting hold of this information Mm -hmm. too from the State Department. Does a friendly foreign government come back to see and say, no, no, we think we've got it now. We think we checked another system and Cohen was in Prague. So then the next day he revises it back again? Folks, Kavalek was checking travel records. It's in her notes. My guess here, Again, this is speculation, but I think we'll be, we have, I don't think there's one major Spygate bombshell we've missed. I'm not kidding. Maybe <laughs> one about the, the horse trade show. I'm not so sure anymore that's, I think that's changed because of the impeachment thing and the Democrats being more devious than I thought. Um, I'm reasonably confident that this was due to an information exchange and that someone feeds back to steal Hey, we're not so sure that's the same Michael Cohen in Prague. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Co- Dan Bongino, thankfully, is a very uncommon name. It's great for branding because there's only, I believe, one Dan Bongino. I mean, I don't know anymore on Facebook or anyone else. There may be another one, maybe a Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Cohen is an unbelievably common name, probably on par with Brown or Smith as a last. It's very common. Oh, yeah. Extremely common. Yeah. May I suggest to you that a check is done on Michael Cohen's name? They find out it's the wrong Cohen, Michael Cohen in Prague, and then someone comes back to steal with their own check and in an effort to push steel back towards more firm ground on this is no, no, we're pretty sure that's him. Well, what makes you say that Dan? They were certain, uncertain and certain again. Remember the McClatchy report, those two reporters that were getting leaks from the Intel community, yeah. the McClatchy report that yeah. said, no, no, Michael Cohen's cell phone was in Prague. Where did that come from? Cell phone pings from Michael Cohen in Prague. Where did that come from? Did that come from us? Or did that come from a friendly foreign government after they got word that a check of our own system that Cohen wasn't in Prague? Folks, do you understand, as Joe so just terrifically spelled out there, and I hope we did too, that that's why this two-way street of intel is dangerous? If a source is a source, he's going to present to you information you can verify. If you can't verify it, he's not a source. If you're live time fact-checking him, allowing him to write about Prague, unwrite about Prague, and write about Prague again, it gives the appearance in front of a judge that the guy's information is verified when, in fact, it's not verified. It's you doing the verification, not the source. In other words, police state spying. We're just using sources that say anything, and then we're fact-checking them to make sure they get to the narrative we want, not the narrative he actually told us. All right. I can't believe people are falling for this. And by the way, I'm actually stunned because we picked up on this, me and 279 and others. Actually, hat tip to him because this was really, this was his baby. I'm actually stunned nobody else has picked up on this. I pitched it to people. They won't run. How is it that Christopher Steele told Kathleen Kavalek on October 11th that Cohen went to Prague to coordinate this and wrote a memo just eight days later on October 19th, known as, one of the, known as the dossier, one of the memos, that said he didn't know. Folks, that's a big deal. Do you understand Steele suggests in his dossier that Cohen going to Prague was the centerpiece of the whole scam? That Cohen was coordinating this for Trump with the Russians in Prague? Ladies and gentlemen, if that didn't happen, which it didn't, the whole collusion story is a hoax. How is nobody catching on to this? And then Steele revises his story the next day? Does anybody else find that weird? He was in Prague. We don't know. He was in Prague again. Now we know. Now, in light of that new footnote Catherine Harridge put on her Twitter feed, now I think we've got a better story as to why that's happening. Lifetime fact-checking, folks. Isn't that great? Imagine that, a case against Barack Obama. You're investigating Obama and the IRS scandal. You have a source that Obama personally ordered every conservative group America. Imagine that happened. Every conservative group in America to be targeted by the IRS. Just imagine this. And we investigated him. By the way, they did target these conservative groups. But just imagine, put yourself, reverse the roles, Democrats, if you're listening for a minute. And the FBI says they have a source. And the source who claims to have Obama emails keeps revising his story. And the emails are actually not from Barack Obama, but from Joey Obama, a different guy totally. And then they revise the story. Don't say that came from Obama. It didn't come from Obama. And then he changes his story. No, no, it came from Joey Obama. But I have other information about Obama. Your whole story's garbage, dude. Your whole story. <sighs> Crazy, man. I don't know how nobody else is catching on to this. All right. Our last sponsor today. I've, listen, I've got some more to go in here. i got a great Wall Street Journal article asking a big question about the Mueller probe that, again, nobody's asking. Trying to keep this big picture on a Monday right before the holidays. Today's show finally brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. GenuCell. I use GenuCell with my black eye, which has finally gone away. It helps my skin. I use it before I get on the air. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last chance for Chamonix's Christmas and holiday sale. Time is running out on Chamonix's best promotion of the year. Imagine the double chin and turkey neck. Gobble, 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 gobble. 
Gone with the famous GenuCell breakthrough jawline <laughs> line treatment with MDL technology. I'm sorry, I, Joe. I got it. I love it every it's time. Perfect, your brother. turkey neck's getting better and better. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Your turkey neck and your vocalized turkey You ought neck. to see it. Yeah. From now until Christmas, get the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness absolutely free. Plus, GenuCell's immediate effects, which I use for results in 12 hours. Got a Christmas party coming up. Got to go on the air. Use GenuCell's immediate effects. Results in 12 hours. Look 10, 15, even 20 years younger right before your eyes. Guaranteed or 100% of your money back. But your order today is even more special. Chamonix partnered with Women Rising to give the same exact package you get to a woman seeking support and assistance from domestic violence. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, and enter Dan30 at checkout. Your order today includes GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle treatment and will be upgraded to priority shipping for free. Order now, get a surprise gift just for ordering today. Go to GenuCell.com and enter Dan30 at checkout. That's GenuCell.com. Check them out today. Okay. So getting back to the show. You know, I, was, I, I like the Wall Street Journal opinion section. They aren't always um, on our side in a lot of conservative issues, but they do a decent job. I guess you could categorize them as kind of moderate Republicans. But they have a fascinating article. up. They've done a really good job with Spygate, especially Kim Strassel. I know Joe really likes yeah, her yeah. work. I love it, too. She's just nailed it to the wall. The yes, Spygate keeps from yep. the start. But they ask a big question in this op-ed today that, again, has incredibly, even given the hacks in the media, escaped scrutiny by most people. Here's a headline from this Wall Street Journal piece about the Mueller probe, which I think we should all, and they kind of answer the question they ask. Robert Mueller's dossier dodged Wall Street Journal editorial board. They asked the question, why did the special counsel not tell America that Christopher Steele's information was false? Folks, if we now know, and this is how the show ties back, we like to weave everything together, that Comey lied to the president, said they weren't investigating the dossier. We now know they were in mid-November and December we know they actually sent people overseas to try to verify this and came up with a big, fat goose egg. Nothing. They know by November, December, right after the first FISA warrant in October, October, the FISA warrants issued, November, December, they know this is false. At the latest, the latest, January of 2017, the latest, Comey and his FBI are interviewing Steele sources who tells them this thing is all garbage. It's bar talk. It's crap. It's gossip. Mueller is not appointed, ladies and gentlemen, until five months later in May of 2017. Mueller knows from the start this thing is Joe's Christmas gift of human waste. It's mm -hmm. garbage. Yeah. It's he knows. Mueller's not stupid. So the journal asked the question, well, what the heck was Mueller doing? Why was he even, what were we investigating? So the journal answers its own question. Well, there's only two possible scenarios. And the only reason I bring it up is because I know self-praise stinks, but I brought this up when Mueller was appointed in May. That Mueller's job was what, Joe? To save yep. the reputation of the FBI. Cleanup man, yeah. <laughs> Excuse exactly. me. Exactly, yeah. Mueller's only job in May is not to investigate collusion, folks. He knows it's a hoax. He knows it's a hoax. Forget it. Mueller knows the minute he's appointed, the whole thing's a hoax. So what's he doing? He is desperately. Remember the revised scope memo? Where he gets yes. uh, the August 2nd memo, yes. and it, we believe it includes things that include investigating the dossier. Why is Rod Rosenstein giving Mueller the power to investigate the dossier? Joe, because they're desperate to believe it's true. And they say, listen, if Comey couldn't verify it in December, November, and January, maybe you can, Bob. Here's a you know, $20, $30 million budget. Go prove this dossier true. And they, remember that group, that liberal group that's paying the former Senate staffer, Dan Jones, who's still trying to verify the dossier when Mueller's appointed. Folks, they were desperate. That's the first, they answered their own question. They were desperate to save the reputation of the FBI. How? By proving, Joe, at least one mm -hmm. key element of this dossier that led to the FISA warrant was true, and they couldn't do it because it was all a hoax. So Mueller is buying time. And the second thing, the conclusion they come to is Weissman, Mueller's bulldog hates Trump, which he does. So Weissman and Mueller in this, in this dream team of buffoonery go out for months, a year, 
over a year to desperately try to prove at least one element of the dossier true so they can say what, Joe? Oh, my bad. The FBI screwed up, but at least this was true. Yep. And they keep it going forever with the hope and the prayer that Trump will be impeached due to media and liberal pressure before they have to come to the written conclusion, which they do in the end, that the whole thing, the collusion thing is a hoax, but they knew it the whole time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a total, complete farce. All right, one quick story before we go. Um, Another great story in the Wall Street Journal about tax cut lies. Ladies and gentlemen, some good news. The economy's motoring along. The Trump's tax cuts are doing great work. Uh, Gary Cohen and Kevin Hassett, who worked with the Trump administration, had a great op-ed out. Tax reform has delivered for workers in the Wall Street Journal today. And one of the takeaways I just wanted to make sure you understood is everything you've been told about this is a lie, ladies and gentlemen. Trump tax cuts, they're destroying the middle class and lower income workers. Uh, That's not true, ladies and gentlemen. It's totally made up. It's fabricated. Here's a quote from the piece. The numbers are striking. Over the past year, nominal wages for the lowest, liberals, listen up, lowest 10% of American earners, I'm not calling them workers, jumped 7%. The growth rate for those without a high school diploma was 9%. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, people in the lower income categories, low wage earners are the ones benefiting the most from the Trump tax cuts. Everything you're being told by the Democrats is a lie. Look at this chart from the Wall Street Journal. Paula reminded me this morning that we had from last week. Now, I know charts are hard for liberals. I'll explain it to you, audio listeners. There's a blue line of average hourly earnings going up. The blue line represents low wage industries. There's a tan line, middle wage industry wage growth, and a yellow line for high wage industries. Ladies and gentlemen, who had the biggest wage growth? The blue line, low wage industries. Ladies and gentlemen, for those watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino, low wage industries here, wage growth, high wage industries here. What I'm doing is I'm putting one hand above the other. Oh. Low wage income growth, high. Oh. High wage income growth, huh? low. Oh. I know this is hard, folks. <laughs> I know you don't get it if you're a liberal. But try to do basic math, facts, and statistics <laughs> just once in a while. You'll be a better man for it. All right, we're going to run. Don't forget to miss. Uh, don't forget. To, uh, don't miss. Excuse me. Hannity tonight. I'll be guest hosted for Sean. Really excited about that opportunity. And again, we'll have a best of tomorrow on Christmas. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. Don't miss my Devin Nunes interview there. There are some stinging gems in that interview. It's so good. Thanks to Congressman Nunes for doing it. And most importantly, Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. We really adore our audience this time of year of giving and thanks. I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate everything you've done for us. You made our show just such a pleasurable experience. Thank you so much. We will see you back on Thursday. So take care of a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your family. See you all. Take it easy. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.